Welcome to the That Healing Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Faith Ashenden, founder, CEO, and master mindset coach. I'm obsessed with helping you awake the healer within yourself so that you can step into a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. Join me in training your brain, rewiring your subconscious, and changing your inner world so that you can heal. Let's dive in. All right. I am here with Luke from Luke Mind Power, who I think you're my second guest that I've met on TikTok, which is pretty cool because I'm kind of new to the TikTok world and I love that I'm getting to connect because I feel like it's a little harder on TikTok without as much like DMing action going on. But you popped up on my For You page so many times and I went and I binged all of your videos and I just absolutely love your energy. Like obviously you are reaching so many people. You're inspiring so many people. You are all about the mindset work and stepping into the right energy and getting in alignment with what you desire and what you want and giving people real tangible tools on how to do that instead of just like saying, do this and have what you want. Like you're really helping people on so many platforms. And I think Um, Well, I thought, hey, I really want to pick your brain, get this information out to anyone who's in my space, um, because we could all really use those tools, you know, to help us on the hard days and and maximizing on the good days and all of that. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Faith. Um, When I saw your message, uh, I I don't check my TikTok messages, to be honest, because there's just too many. And, um, and so when I saw your message, I was like, and and I've, I think I've seen you before, but I did obviously just go and have a look at your profile and and I definitely resonate with a lot of your work and what you do and and what you're sharing and it's it's powerful stuff and you know as my name speaks for itself Luke Mind Power it's all about the mind and that's one thing that most people struggle with is you know overcoming their limitations and the negative thoughts and you know past experiences that have just programmed people in such um Basically, the people are in a disassociated state, disconnected completely from themselves. Um, and to become self-aware of your mind is is where everything changes in your life. So when I was listening to some of your content, I was like, yeah, I love what you're talking about. And I think it's powerful that you're taking it to that step of actually um, helping people heal themselves. Um, and again, it's all energy and it's all vibration. And, and even with my own clients, I know that once you start feeling better, uh, you start living better when you're more positive, when you're more inspired or you're on that good vibration. Well, your body thrives off that. It loves it, you know. So, um, yeah, I think we probably do similar similar work, but, you know, you've probably got your own strategies and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, it's a blessing to connect with you, Faith. I really appreciate this, and, and it's really nice. I look forward to the conversation. Oh, it's it's so amazing that social media can connect us with, other people who are doing the same work, doing similar work, interested in the same things and just like being able to bring these conversations together and hopefully inspire other people to start having the conversations or challenging these beliefs or seeking out more of the information. Um, It's so energizing. I was just saying on my stories today, I had my gender reveal this weekend and I had my entire family stay over. I didn't get very much sleep. And I was like, you know, one of the best things you can do, you know, because your subconscious mind really sends a message to your body about whether or not you should be energized. And you feel that on like days when you wake up and you're excited, even if you don't get a lot of sleep, you feel energized because your subconscious mind is like, we're excited. Let's do this. And so I was saying today on my stories, if you are tired and you're feeling it, go have a conversation with somebody who's on that wavelength, like get into that passionate space 
And like, you're going to start feeling that energy. You're going to feel amazing. Um, it's so incredible what you can do and how you can shift your state. Um, like you said, through like being positive and stepping into that energy. And it kind of brings me to my question for you or like the big question, which is how did you even get into this work? Like I'm assuming most of us didn't, you know, from like age 18 say, Ooh, this is what we want to do when we grow up. Um, so I'd love to know like what brought you to this space, um, to do all this internal work and build this sort of empire you're building to help all these people. Great question. And it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen when I was 17. Um, it took quite some time. And, you know, I have to tell you that, you know, from the ages of like, you know, 17, 18 to like late twenties, there was definitely a lot of questioning going on in my mind of like, who am I? Uh, what, what am I here to do? And, uh, you know, when you have a lot of friends around you as well that are, you know, finishing or have finished university, um, got themselves good jobs or, you know, have become tradespeople or have their own businesses and stuff like that. And then you're still, you know, you're working a nine to five, um, in a government department, which is not a bad job, but, you know, it wasn't something that I love and yeah, there was just questions, you know? And so then I even went out, um, when I was like 28 or 29 to get a second job because I was like, well, okay, I'll get a second job as a, as a, a chauffeur driver so that I can save more money, invest with my sister, um, and get myself in a better financial position, hopefully. But again, it was still not, it was all about the money. It was all about investing financially. It wasn't about, uh, purpose or doing something meaningful or being of service to others or having my own business or anything, because I didn't had no awareness of the possibilities of that at all. So I think at the same time, before I go any further, technology kind of caught up as well. And social media has changed the world, the way that we learn. Uh, YouTube became my freaking university. Uh, my car, my show, while I was a chauffeur driver, my car became my university. Like I was listening to freaking YouTube while I was picking, waiting to pick up these airline pilots. And I was on the road like for so many hours. So yeah, that made a massive difference in my learning. But um, it, it just got to a point where I, Returned from a funeral, my my grandmother passed away. Uh, I came back to Australia, and something shifted in me. It was I was thirty three, and I said, uh, "That's it. I'm I'm moving. I'm moving to Poland." And so that was just one decision that changed my whole life. Now, long story short, because it is a long story, um, when you make one decision like that risk that you're afraid to take, it will change your life. You don't know what's going to happen up ahead, but just making that decision will change your life, whether it's wrong or right. Because if it's wrong, you'll learn from it. But if it's right, you'll keep going in that direction. So I made the choice. And um, six months later, I found that I had a fear of public speaking. And I think the other part of that was that I always was very insecure. I grew up really lanky and skinny and I got bullied a lot and I got called names and I felt very, very insecure, very traumatized, very emotionally unstable, very um, inferior, um, just never felt good enough, you know? So I was very easily influenced by the people around me. And so that played a big role in you know, even relationships, being rejected 
in relationships by girls, um, never having the courage to speak my truth and stand up for myself even um, just in my life um, in certain scenarios. So that kind of pain and rejection that continued all my life got me to that point of, you know, being 33 and making a choice to say, hey, I want to start something different. I want to move to another country, which eventually led me to wanting to open a business and then realizing that, well, if you want to run this business, you're going to have to delegate and have to speak in front of people. Um, and you don't like doing that. And I was like, well, if I don't like doing that, how do I get better at it? I'm like, well, maybe you need to do a course. <laughs> So I invested in doing a Speak and Inspire program course with Lisa Nichols through the Mind Valley platform, and that changed my life. And the rest is history, you know, and it just spiraled from there because I realized I had a gift. I didn't know I was good at this. I didn't know I could speak my truth, and I didn't know I could share my story and use my voice to inspire people and stuff like that. So it was a, a, a another you know, few years before I started doing the work that I'm doing now, but I had to go through these experiences of getting out of my comfort zone, standing up in front of people and speaking, um, posting videos on social media, doing things I've never done before. So I can have a life I've never had before. And that's what you got to do. So, um, yeah, four years later, um, yeah, I, I coach people and I help them freaking wake up, <laughs> you know, get out of their comfort zone and, and overcome their fears and really, really learn to love yourself because that's the key, I believe, to healing and also um, success because that was one thing that I never had was self-love. And, and as soon as I learned to love me and to put me first and to take care of me, I could make myself the number one priority, everything changed. Everything changed. I love that. I, I agree with everything that you're saying. And it's interesting that you, you say like, you know, the most important thing or the prerequisite, if you will, is self-love because, um, last week I was interviewing one of my graduates from one of my programs. And I asked her, you know, like, what is, if you had to give people advice, like someone listening who thinks, wow, that seems like something I want, but I'm so far away. Like, what would you say is like the first step or what they need to realize? And she said, to love yourself, that none of this is going to happen. Like you're never actually going to realize what you, what your soul desires if you don't love yourself. And, you know, you see that time and time again, when, um, people are coming to coaches saying like, I want whatever it is they come to any of us for, you know, and it's, it's like that self-love and it's, it's nothing ever that like you can do for something else. Really none of it is something you can do for someone else. All of it's the internal work, isn't it? But that self-love, um, is, is critical is key is number one. And especially, you know, in the, in the healing space. Okay. So you moved to Poland. Is that what you said? I said I was going to, you said you <laughs> were going to but you did it. Did you end up moving to Poland in the end? No, no, no. Okay. And so you just moved no, back it, to Australia. It was, it was it, it was, I came back from the funeral and then basically that decision was what created the change mm. because then I started to think, okay, what am I going to do there? And I was like, well, if I move there, I can't just get a job and and just get a normal job because it's really hard to make money there. You're not going to just get a high-paying job without having a successful business or anything like that. I don't have any degrees or anything like that. So I was like, well, yeah, I have to like open my own business. So that motiva motivated me to go, okay, if I'm going to open your own business, what kind of business would you have? And that's the this is the whole 
beautiful journey of self-inquiry, of asking these freaking questions like, what do you love? What are you passionate about? And the only two things I came up with was I love to rap. I love rap music, um, but I love to go to the gym. And that was just what I was at that time. I went to the gym a lot. And that was still a lot of my insecurities and the need to like trying to fit in and be big enough to, you know, because you, you think like the bigger you are, the more confident you are, the more that you're going to attract um, people going to respect you more because you're bigger, yeah. right? Um, but that was just low self-esteem. Um, so, yeah, that was the drive because then I was like, okay, I've got to save money. Okay, how much money do I need? Um, okay. Um, and then looking at maybe people to invest with me. Um, so there was that motivation to like go and research and go to all these other gyms in Sydney and try and find uh, how to do this, and and that led me to realizing, well, you can't you can't speak in front. You're gonna have to be a fitness coach, and you're gonna have to delegate and facilitate workshops and all this stuff and help people. And you don't like doing that stuff. So it's amazing how the universe kind of sent me these ads on YouTube, and eventually one of them was that Speak and Inspire, and uh, it was the third course I already paid for, and I was like, man. I, I, if this is more than $400, I'm not going to be able to afford it because I've spent all my money. And it was literally $399 after I watched the webinar. Wow. And I bought it I bought it straight away. Um, and then after about a week, because like I was trying to do the three, three courses at the same time. Hmm. And uh, after a week of doing this one course, I knew, like I was like, nah, I'm not touching those other ones. I'm doing this one. And, um, and that was it, man. My life changed because all of a sudden I was surrounded by a community of people that believed in me, mm. you know, and that's why I really believe in surrounding yourself with like-minded people, surrounding yourself with people who want to see you win, um, and are cheering you on it. Like it's freaking amazing. I, I experienced it so much when I was living in the Shaolin Temple in China back in, uh, no, when was it? November 2019. And one of the biggest things, because I went around after, you know, the whole COVID thing happened, I said, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of this experience and I'm going to interview all the students there because we, got, we were bored, you know. I was like, let's just interview everybody. And everybody answered this question, the same thing. I was like, what's the biggest greatest thing that you love about this experience in the Shaolin Temple. And everyone's like the people because we just support each other so much and we lift each other up and we cheer each other on. And um, and that's why I believe like teamwork makes the dream work. You know, you surround yourself with people that want to see you win and it, the synergy is ridiculous and you can't help but thrive when you're in an environment that complements your life. And I'm just like really passionate about that because a lot of people don't get it. I couldn't agree with you more. It's so, I think it's, I mean, it's not just important. I think it's, it's almost critical. Like we weren't, we didn't evolve to operate in isolation. We didn't evolve in isolation. Do you know what I mean? Um, as human beings. And it's something I talk about all the time, but you know, and there's all this data and I'm, and I don't even really know off the top of my head, but all the statistics about like, you know, the habits you have based upon the five people you're around most and, um, how likely you are to continue because, you know, as as humans, the desire to be accepted as well is so strong. And so we will do ridiculous things to be accepted. So if our community believes something completely ridiculous in time, we will become that um, because we are biologically wired to fight for acceptance and to belong. And it is so important to surround yourself with people who really are what you want to be. And like you said, encourage that and support that and make those habits look desirable. 
because as much as we're strong, like we also like, and I'm sure you talk about this and know this, like we are human and there are like certain instincts and biological drivers that we should be aware of if we want to be successful. And it's not that like we can't overcome them or we can't evolve past them, but we can set ourselves up for success um, by surrounding ourselves with people who um, have the same aspirations, who operate on sort of the same frequency and who encourage us and lift us up. That's why I've switched all of my coaching to group coaching, because I just think there's so much power and so much healing in that community. And then myself as well, like that, you know, and so, so many people experience that like shamanic death almost when they evolve, like they just see, like they lose a lot of friends and people talk about it a lot online. It's like, you know, you're taking a quantum leap if you've lost like your circle of friends and it is really, really difficult. But like you said, if you want to get in alignment and you want to attract what you want in life, you're going to have to go through these different obstacles and hardships in order to kind of in order to get what you want. Right. And, um, one of the things that you have to expect to go through, I think probably 99.99% of the time is that you're going to have to surround yourself with different people. Like if you're in a place and you're not getting what you want and your community isn't encouraging that, it's going to take you a lot longer to get there. If you're continuing to surround yourself with people who are operating on a completely different plane. And it's not like, and it's not so much like negative about them. It's just that like you're changing, you're evolving and like your circle has to as well. And that's one easy, almost black and white thing you can do that is going to help you up level so quickly if this is something that people want. Yeah, absolutely. thousand percent. It's definitely not an easy journey. Mm. When I first started changing or making these kind of decisions, um, basically I had to start saying no. That, that, that was the, that was the, the game changer. Um, and I even remember before I started changing and I just was saving money and I said no to one of my friend's 30th, 30th birthday and his girlfriend rang me and was like, you have to come. You're, you've been friends with him for like so many years. Like you have to be there. And I was like, no, <laughs> I want to save my money and I want to like just, you know, I'm working. Um, and that was even before I was like, changing and evolving so when i started actually changing i was more conscious of it before a year a year earlier i wasn't conscious of it i was just doing it because i i was like no my work's more important but then when i started to actually realize my environment and myself my thoughts and my energy and you know putting myself first and not feeling guilty for doing what's right for me um, that was when I was like so self-aware of what I was doing that I was like, yeah, not, I'm not going, to, I'm not saying, I don't have to say yes to any of these events or anything. I'm just protecting my energy and I'm making sure that I keep my peace and I very aware of my environment. Um, and it's, it's nothing to do with anybody else. It's not personal. It's, it's me and what I feel that I need in order for me to thrive, in order for me to uh, be at my highest vibration and yeah come on like you got to understand from people who have known you for so many years they don't get it and it's hard for them to understand so it's like well at the same time you got to have a little bit of compassion for them too because they're trying to figure it out and they're like what the hell are you doing why don't you want to come and hang out with us anymore why don't you want you know and they've and when you're so used to always being the yes guy and the party guy and that I'm always there and I'm the one that drinks till seven in the morning and I'll drink, I'll, I'll keep giving everyone drinks. I'm the, I was, that's, that's who I was, you know? 
Um, so you, everyone gets used to that. And then all of a sudden you stop, you know, all of a sudden you stop being available for people and you, you, you know, it's like now I look at it in this way. It's like, you know what, for 15 years I gave my life to people but never to myself. So why can't I now be in my own university where I learn about who it is that I really am, spend time with me and get to know who the hell I am instead of giving my life away mm. to, to people who are not going to rescue me. I love that. It all, I mean, it, it kind of like all roads lead back to the self-love there um, in the way that you describe that, you know, and I think so many people can relate to that. Um, so I would love to know, like you did so much internal work to get to this place and this kind of, it's, it's like unfortunate and fortunate that when people say like, what's the answer? How do you do it? It's like, Unfortunately, you have to do it. And that's that's like the tricky part because people want to know like what's the golden ticket to like feeling this way and stepping into this energy. Um, but there is none. It's it's all internal. It's just kind of, you know, hiring someone like, you know, what we do to help you ask the right questions and uplift you and encourage you can help you get there. But it is truly personal internal work. So I'd love to know in any way that you could describe like what that kind of looks like for someone who's listening and they're like, I want this. Um, but I don't know how, I don't know what questions to ask or how to even go about, like, do I sit outside and meditate and listen to a calm app or what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, look, everyone's different and it's not one size fits all. You know, this is, uh, the appreciation of your uniqueness and of figuring yourself out. Um, and that's why, yes, it is a uncomfortable journey. It's not something that I fix you with. It's, it's something that, like you said, you have to do the work, like you have to participate, you know, you have to appreciate that in order for you to live a life you've never lived before, you've got to do things you've never done before. And those things relate to self-compassion. Those things relate to becoming very aware of your thoughts. Those things relate to you getting in touch and in tune with your intuition, like really in touch with, with, with your energy, you know, um, and, and setting healthy boundaries and really learning about your codependency natures possibly, um, or your different unconscious, um, toxic traits that you, that you are living with that you don't even know that you're doing. Um, and there's a lot of there because everything comes from your past, your trauma, your pain, your fears, um, your abuse, your um, experiences of what you've gone through when you were a child that you don't even know are affecting the way that you think or how you react or how you don't trust yourself, for example, or how you hold yourself back because of past hurt or pain. Um, and so you have this thing where you say that, you know, I don't trust people. And, and I always say it's not about other people. It's about you. You need to trust yourself, you know. And so everything comes back to you. It all starts with you. And it's the, the most important relationship in your life is the relationship with yourself. But we haven't been taught that. So it's really taking the time to say, you know what, I am so important in my life. I'm so important and I'm going to take the time to ask myself some of these uncomfortable questions. I'm going to take the time to do some research. 
I'm going to take the time to actually uh, face some of these uncomfortable conversations that I'm afraid to have with people that I'm close to because I'm so scared of what they might think of me. So I never speak my truth. I always hide in the shadows. I always shrink myself. I always dim my light because I'm afraid of what they're going to think of me. And so you'll never liberate yourself and you'll never free yourself because you'll keep hiding, you know. Um, and there's a lot of pain that we hold on to, a lot of suppressed emotions because we're so afraid, we're so scared. You know, it wasn't until I started to speak my truth and I started to face these triggers and have these uncomfortable conversations with people that I'm close with, even when I'm scared. You know, speak your truth even when your voice shakes because every time that you do it, you free yourself. You free another part of you that has been hiding or hurting, you know. So um, there's a lot there. Like what I just shared, there's, there's like a whole bunch <laughs> of like yeah. stuff. But, but yeah, it's it's something that you have to be ready for, you know. And I think that in order for you to change, Sometimes it needs to hurt enough in order for you to get to that point where you go, ah, I'm done. I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. I need something. I need to change because not everybody's there. And some people just need to listen to a podcast and it's enough for them. You know, um, again, everyone's different, but most importantly, it's doing this relationship, relational work with yourself. Is, is where you're going to see these massive changes. But like just to give you an example, the first thing, if you work with me, the first thing we work on is your mind. That's the most important part is to become aware of what's happening up there. Before we go into self-love and, you know, inner child work or reparenting or anything like that, it's to do with your mind, man. If you're not aware of your mind, then you're going to lose every time. And your mind is the most powerful weapon. Um I say this because for about seven years I was addicted to, to, you know, cocaine and alcohol and I was unconscious of it that I was addicted because I was just living. Like I was just doing it. It was cool and I felt good and because it gave me confidence. That's why I loved it so much, you know, because I was so insecure and doubtful of myself. I never believed in myself. Um, so when you had some Coke and some alcohol, wow, I was like, this is who I, this is the real me. This is how I want to feel. You know, I didn't know how to get confidence. I didn't know how to be confident in myself without anything, without external substances. So the major key there that I missed sharing with you was that when I made the decision to move to Poland and then. I had to make a decision to leave the apartment that I was living in. If I wanted to save money, I had to move in with my sister, which meant also that I couldn't sell fucking drugs that I was selling, right, because right? I'm living with my sister. So I had to give it up. And I didn't go to therapy or counseling or rehab or anything. I just stopped. So, you know, you think about that and you go, well, how did you do that? And it's like, well, I made a decision. And something was important for, to me. And I was like, well, okay, I'll stop then. So when I learned the power of that, I was like, wow, you did that all on your own, man. Like, that's powerful. 
You know, you were doing this life for so many years and all of a sudden you made one decision and you changed. And I was like, oh, where does that come from? Like, well, that comes from your mind. You made a choice, you know. So, And that's where I realized that your mind is very powerful, Mm. you know. Mm. I mean, your mind is everything. And I think I truly believe that. And I say all the time, 99% of what you need to heal or get what you want is inside of you in the form of your mind, nervous system, all of that, one and the same, I think. And then the rest, in my opinion, this is my own statistic that, (laughs) you know, I've made up. The rest is the beautiful planet we live on and nature and air and clean water and good nutrition and community and all of that stuff. But I really believe 99% of what we need is in our infrastructure of our DNA because we're we came to this planet so powerful and we have all these amazing, powerful, powerful, all these amazing abilities to manifest what we want in this life. And we have these desires for a reason. And I truly believe like it comes from the mind. And luckily now we are studying it more and we have more research and more people in the field um, beyond. I mean, like, you know, even the concept, because I studied psychology in university and like, even that was like relatively new when I was studying. And I mean, I guess now I'm not like so young, I'm 31, but you know, at the time it was like this literature is from five years ago, six years ago. And that doesn't even touch the sides of what we now know about the actual mind. You know, that's more like, this is how people develop. Um, now we know through things like NLP, you know, and, and so much more that kind of spread hypnosis and meditation, all that, that sprouts from that, that there's so much more going on um, between the conscious and the subconscious mind and the nervous system and all of that good stuff. Um, but you're absolutely right. I think it all, it is coming, becoming aware like of the power that our mind has, because we don't know what reality is. It's only how we see it. Like there is no one who's really living in reality. Um, we're all just living in, you know, an alignment with what we believe really. Um, if we think about the internal filters and, and it's really like the, the same thing with me, the point I try to get across, it's like, we filter everything through what we believe and we disregard the rest. And it's not because you choose to be this way. It's because that's the way the mind works. And this is kind of how I go back to like these biological drivers, like this is what makes us human. So to understand that this is just how we are is really important because then we can manipulate that. We can say, okay, we filter everything through what we believe and we disregard the rest. So what can we do now? We can change what we believe. Um, and I think it's so interesting to talk to other people like you in this space. And it's like, we always come back to the same things like self-love, self-compassion, um, limiting beliefs and all of these like same key buzzwords, but we're using the same thing um, in any sort of realm of healing or um, enlightenment or waking up or whatever we call it. I mean, it's because it's all the same thing. Um, but I, I agree with you. There's there's another point you made that I think is so relevant as well, because I always say to my clients, like, if you have a chronic illness, I really truly believe that you are lucky because you're forced to do this work and you're forced to wake up, which means that now you get to step into your power and you get to have whatever you want which is way better than thinking that you have no control over your life and thinking, oh, well, this is shit. This just keeps happening to me and I have no control because that is how we're sort of programmed to believe, right? We're, we're, our power is taken away. Um, and then, like you said, some people can listen to a podcast and maybe they make the quantum leap, but most people need to be kind of pushed into some sort of corner where they're like, all right, fine. Like I'm miserable enough to where I'm going to question things. And so I really think people who have a chronic condition, um, are so lucky. And I can say that because I was sick for 10 years and I wanted to end it all. But then I realized like, if I can come out of that, 
Like I can do anything. And now the world is my oyster. Like now it's like, I'm, I'm sitting here with like what I would have always thought are crazy dreams, but knowing that I can have it because I'm powerful. Um, and I, I continue to achieve and achieve and achieve and I feel free and I feel abundant. And, and, and I always have that energy because I know it's always available regardless of my circumstances. Um, and I can release the fear and it's all so amazing and just incredible. And it's all because the universe gave me this opportunity to do this work. And so one of the things I try to constantly do is say like, Hey, if you're struggling in any capacity, not just like physiologically, chronically ill, but if there's any struggle, it, everything is perception, right? So like, how do you, how are you going to frame this? Um, this, in my opinion, and this is now how I look at struggles is, is an opportunity, whatever it is that your soul desires. Like you said, you can't just have that without doing something differently or else you, it would already be yours. If, if you could achieve that by doing what you do every day, it, you would already have it. And so if you don't have it, it means you need to live your life differently. And if you continue to de- desire something day in and day out, eventually the universe is going to be like, all right, I'm going to have to keep putting you in different places until you realize what you need to do to get what you want. And that's what's happening. And that's a reframe that is uh, dismantling of limiting beliefs that is woe is me and stepping into a new belief system that is the universe is constantly conspiring in my favor. And then you reframe it to, wow, this is an opportunity. Like, what am I going to learn from this? You know, um, I recently had the opportunity when I got pregnant, um, I get something called hyperemesis, which is like really a difficult physiologically vomiting constantly, just completely wiped out. And I thought, what a great opportunity to, to talk to my clients about how we can use what I teach to rise above this, um, and still find joy. Like this isn't going to take away the joy and the peace and abundance that I preach to my clients. This is an opportunity to describe that, like, regardless of my circumstances, because I am human and I can't escape this physical experience. There will be times that hurt. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like because we live in this dimension, but from my spirit and my mind, I can stay in this abundant energy of freedom and peace um, and release the fear regardless of those circumstances. And so I just think, you know, if you're in that place and you're like, this is the pits, you know, um, I just challenge you so much to consider um, what role do my beliefs play in where I am right now? And, and know that like, you don't have to be one of us to have this conversation or live like this. Like literally every human being is powerful. Every single person, every single person has the same power. It's like, it's just, are you willing to step into it and realize it and do the uncomfortable things? All the things that you've just described, which is just really inspiring to me because I know like it's uncomfortable. It sucks. Evolution sucks. Like the people who life who has evolved over time, like it wasn't fun to evolve, you know, like no one wants to be uncomfortable. Evolution sucks. It feels shitty at the time. Um, but it's, it's sink or swim, you know? And I, I think it's really interesting to look at it through that lens. Yeah. Well, let me share this with you from everything that you just shared and yeah, evolution sucks, but there's also this part of my journey where I just wanted to escape and I wanted to leave my family and my friends and everything that I'd known. Right. And, and I understand why, because I realized that, that I've become what I surround myself with, what I've known all my life. And and I knew that in order for me to change, I needed to change my environment and do stuff I've never done before, right? So when I came back from LA from a conference, 
um, meeting all these people that I did the speaking course with, which was freaking just amazing. I stayed at my cousin's house who I'd never met before in Chicago. I stayed there for like four days. I was like, hey, I'm coming to America. Can I, can I come and just like meet you guys? <laughs> and so I went there, I met them, and then I came back to Australia. And then I had a ticket because I met someone else. And again, the universe has your back. Everything is just happening. It's in, if you open your eyes and you open your mind, you'll see that, that everything is working in your favor. And the other thing that happens is life becomes very unpredictable. I left Australia and I went to Chicago and I stayed with them for three months. And while I was there and I went to that speaking event, the new conference, I then purchased another program to actually work with Lisa Nichols personally, um, which, again, it was another opportunity. That I was like sitting in the, in the conference and she's speaking. And, you know, I was, I was the guy sitting in the, in the back row and she's like, look, can we hear from some men? Like there's so many women here. Can we hear from some men? And, and, and I'm the guy that sits in the back. And as soon as she said men, I started blushing and I was so freaking scared because I didn't want to talk. I was like, no way. I'm not saying anything. And so I shrunk myself and I made sure she didn't see me. You know, so that's how scared and, and fearful I am of large audiences, even if I'm in the, even if I'm in the audience, right? But it, I think that was part of the motivation of not letting fear control me anymore. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so driven and why I continue to face any opportunity that comes my way for me to get out of my comfort zone because it does feel scared, scary. It is uncomfortable. Um, but it was but but now that I've I've learned of how much um, you can grow if you face those fears and if you do what's uncomfortable on the other side of that is like is success <laughs> for real yeah. it is it's, it, it is and that's what most people are afraid of and that's why we're limiting ourselves so much um, and it was being in Chicago where I'm sitting on Instagram live with a friend and he's like Luke you are in Chicago he goes man they've got the, so many open mics there that you could go and speak so uh, while I was there, I went on to Google after that, but I got so scared straight away because I was like, oh, no way, I couldn't go there. There'd be all comedians and artists and singers and rappers and stuff. Why would, I, why would a motivational speaker go and stand up and speak in front of people? Um, so I went on Google, typed it in. Um, a uh, Uncommon Ground pub came up and it said the best open mic in Chicago. And I was like, okay. So. Asked my, my cousin, can I borrow your car? And then I started to go there and I got there. On the first night, I was the last person to sign in. And then, you know, they called me up and I waited like two hours. And then I stood up there for five minutes, five minutes of fame to stand there and talk about my story, a little bit of it. So back then I called myself a positive therapist because I didn't know what I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, but the point is I got out of my comfort zone. And I did something that I was afraid of. And as soon as I did that, all it did was inspire me again to come back. And so I did. I started to come back and do it again and again and again. And, yeah, there's so many more things up ahead on my journey. But those little moments, like I have all that stuff on video. 
Like they're just small moments that you're breaking. Every time you do it, you break through a limiting belief. Every time you do it, you grow a little bit more confidence. And so it's like, you know, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. You know, you can't drift to the top of the mountain. You've got to climb there. And all these little micro wins get you that macro win, that massive. And it is the journey. It's not, you're never going to get to a place and that's it. It's like the juice is in the journey and you have to embrace it, you know. Um, So I'm still on the journey (laughs) and there's so much more ahead, you know, but yeah, you have to be willing to, and that's all it is. I think it's getting to that point in your life where, well, not necessarily, you you know, for everyone it's different, but for me, it was like, you know what, I'm done. This is not who I am. I want to change. I deserve more. I know I'm better than this. I know I can become more, but I just didn't know what it was, you know? And so for a long time, that was eating me up. But I just, I realized that, especially now, you know, because of a lot of the rejections I went through, um, it hurt me bad. And it's, and now I realize that like, when someone rejects you, never reject yourself, but you do reject yourself. So you drink, you take drugs, you feel like you're not good enough. You drown in your sorrows, you know, you do stupid things um, because you don't fit into society. And it's like you're not supposed to fit in, (laughs) you know. Everyone's going around in circles trying to copy each other and shit, and it's like stop stop, stop copying each other. Fucking be yourself, you know. Um, So, yeah, a lot of lessons there. But I love how you you kind of said, you know, it's it's the baby steps. Like I think quantum leaps are baby steps in disguise and people will look at that and they're like, whoa, how did you get there when someone tells their story? And it's like, it's literally the culmination of what seems like seemingly tiny little baby steps. And it is, it's, it's, I look back at all the baby steps, but it was never just like this huge leap into who we are now or, you know, whoever it is. Um, it, the beauty is in the baby steps. And like you said, it's not really a destination. Like I say to my clients, like you're not healed. You're always healing. You're always unbecoming. Like I I think healed is, it it is being in freedom, but like physiologically in the work we're doing, like the more, you know, the less, you know, so like you come out and you're like, yeah, physiologically I feel better, but like I am always healing and I will always be healing from this programming, from the limiting beliefs, from the fear, from the voice in my head. That's part of what makes me human, you know? And like, Um, I think finding like the peace and the freedom and the abundance in the journey and just like constantly breaking free and like taking those leaps, like you said, um, it is just the most freeing thing. And I feel like freedom is the goal, like being free to like have what you want, live in peace, live in abundance, live in joy and just being free from the shackles. Like that is the goal. And it doesn't have to look like any specific thing, um, or having one like physical thing. It is just living in the energy of freedom, like all the time, despite Mm. your circumstances and it's constant work. And I think we'll never like, we're never fully going to be free of the shackles. I think like the journey is constantly, like you said, like doing those things that scare you and unbecoming. Um, but it is like about taking that first step and realizing that you have that power. And I think that's why I'm so like, I'm so eager to get the message out. So someone's willing to do like that one thing, like you realize like just one time you do that thing that scares you. And that's when you realize how powerful you are. And it makes it a lot easier to then continue to do it. Like you said, when you see like an op, you see it as an opportunity when there's something that scares you instead of being like, Oh God, you're like, Oh, this is great. Now I'm going to just like evolve a little bit more. Um, And what that takes is just taking that 
first step. And so I, I desperately hope that I can just encourage someone to like, okay, this comes to mind. Like this has been really scaring me, but now I'm going to do it because that's going to propel you forward. That's going to make the perspective shift, hopefully, um, and create the excitement and the whole, like, this is an opportunity versus what was me sort of mentality that I kind of describe it as. Um, but that's so cool that you did that open mic night. I, I, I even think I would be scared to, I, I love to, to talk and I get on like social media and I do a lot of like lives, but it is something that I need to, to be honest, like a personal thing that I need to, to work on. Cause when you said like a big crowd, I'm like, Oh gosh, I think my heart would like start pounding a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at faith. It's, it's you got to have faith in yourself. It's true. <laughs> you know? but, but, no, but not just that. It's 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 really embracing the journey and just knowing that the fear and the doubt and the conversation in your head. It's almost like you know, what do you expect your body? How do you expect your body to react to something that it's not used to? It hasn't experienced before. Plus your mind is primitive mm -hmm. and it really wants to keep you safe. So it's going to protect you, right? And anything it hasn't done before or it's unfamiliar with, it's naturally going to have this reaction. But you just have to be so self-aware and understanding of, okay, like even for me, for example, when I get uh, an opportunity to speak in front of a, a group of people or whatever, an audience, the first thing is, oh, my gosh, right? And it's like, shit, out of my comfort zone. Um, can I do this? The mind is already saying, can you do this? Would you be able to do it? Are you going to, do you think you're going to be able to speak in front of these people? And it's almost like I have to check myself because there's still so much self-doubt there. And I have to like stop and go, bro, like, look who you are, man. You shouldn't even be thinking like that, right? But you still do. You still have those thoughts there. And that's why that's that's the challenge of like pushing past and continuing to push past because eventually, 100%, um, I believe it, that you will get to a certain level of mastery, of, of success, of growth, of evolution, where you would have done something so many freaking times that there, that voice will be very quiet. You know, mm -hmm. the, the inner hero will be a lot louder and will be, you know, able to shut that voice up every time it comes up because you've just grown this new, you know, um, neural networks in your mind of, of this new version of yourself that you've created, you know. And, and, yeah, that takes time. Like you think about people want instant gratification or they want instant change in their life. And if you think about someone who's been in a, you know, let's say an abusive relationship, for 30 years and someone has the other person has told them their whole 30 years of that relationship that they are worthless and that they'll never be able to attract healthy love or that they'll never be able to amount to anything and they've heard that for 30 years like think about the uh, intensity of negative programming and and emotions and and pain of being put down for so many freaking years and then you start to do this work and you don't see change in three weeks or four weeks and you give up. Yeah. You know? It's so opposite of instant, this kind of work. It's, and the real, true, like, healing in any capacity is the opposite of this culture, which is like, do this, numb it, basically, band-aid anything. Um, and that's a mental hurdle to get past. And the other thing is that it's not linear. 
And so we're used to things being linear. And then if something kind of like flares up in life, there's a hurdle or physically there's a hurdle. It's like, oh shit, it's not working, whatever. Like I give up. Mm. Well, that's life. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not linear and you have to, and the mind is like, you have to take it to the gym. It's like a muscle, like you kind of, like you said, right. And so you have to, it's, you know, you're going to have to work on it. It's going to get hard. Um, especially when you have such deep rooted beliefs and like all of the, the new beliefs get assimilated into that belief system. And so it's like everything you've learned through your whole life is assimilated into these beliefs that I'm not good enough or I can't do this. And and there's so much work to uproot that, pull it all out and then plant slowly plant these new beliefs and, and create a new neural network. And like you said, a new version of yourself. Um, and that takes a lot of time and awareness in every moment, every time that primitive voice. And that's what I, I always tell my clients, like that voice is just a primitive instinct. Like it's not, it has no credentials. It's not, if that was a person sitting outside of you constantly spewing negativity, you would never take it seriously. You would be like, this person is so annoying. All it ever does is warn me not to do something. It says the worst case scenario, yet we constantly take it seriously. We wouldn't if it was a person, but we take it seriously in our head. But it always is going to go to the worst case scenario, that primitive voice. Um, that's just what we're like wired to do. And so we have to see it for what it is objectively. Um, we have to take away its credibility, um, you know, and and listen to what we know to be true about ourselves, our higher self, whatever you want to call it. And I feel like that is like the ultimate freedom, like being able to tune into what you know to be true about your power and about yourself and quiet that voice, like you said. And that is so much freaking practice. And it really gets to you, um, not you, but just people in general, like myself. I mean, like I myself, like I have that voice, you know, what if, what if, what if, um, all the freaking time. And it's constant moment by moment daily awareness. And I have a whole module in my program about quieting that voice and how to tell whether it's the inner critic or rational thought that is of course, like in the event that something dangerous were going to happen. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that for, you know, if someone's like, cause I think everyone, when I talk about the inner critic is like nodding their head, like so up and down. Cause we, we all ha- literally, we all have it as human beings. And just when we think we're like really getting somewhere, it's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, be careful. I told you. And that's really difficult. So I'd love to hear like any advice or thoughts on like, especially for my community, but it applies to everyone, you know, who are struggling and they're like, yeah, I want to believe that I can do it. And like, I'm doing the work and it's working, but that voice of doubt or fear is just like overpowering. Like, what would you tell a client about something like that? Well, if you think about like what you were just saying, you, you, you're like the inner critic, but then rational thought, like. Mm-hmm. I want to become aware, and and I I think I posted something like this in my um, one of my TikTok videos was like talking about that it's it can almost get so confusing and overwhelming of trying to actually figure out all these different parts of you, you know, of like your subconscious mind, your programming there, your ego, your rational thought, your primitive mind, your conscious mind, your intuition, open your heart, like. Freaking hell! How many, how many like areas are there that you need to be aware of and be so tuned? In? <laughs> like, come on! It's almost like you can almost like just go. This is too much, man. <laughs> I can't do this shit. Like seriously. Um, but again, it, it does really come down to the amount of time that you have taken to 
research yourself, reflect on your life, understand your pain, your trauma, your insecurities, your doubts, um, where everything came from, you know, because you've evolved a specific type of, you know, through a specific um, way because of your environment, because of the way you were raised, because of all of the information that has gone into your mind, because of the experiences that you've had and the way that you, your parents parented you. And there's a lot there, you know, but most importantly, it's, it's very obviously truthful. I believe that anything that you haven't done before is going to be unfamiliar and there's going to be a bit of fear. And the truth is about fear is that it's really just a made-up story in your mind that about a future event that hasn't happened yet. So it's really just becoming aware of that. Of course, you're going to be scared if I say, hey, do you want to do a little 10-minute presentation on our next coaching session in front of 20 people? And the, the person will go, well, I've never done that before. And I'm going to be like, yeah, of course. But And it's going to be a little bit out of your comfort zone. But once you do it once, you'll grow a little bit. So it's really just having courage, having being brave, you know, and, and saying, hey, um, you're dying. Like you're going to die. Mm. If you want some inspirational motivation right now, it's like you're going to die. Like, and you don't know when. So, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep living in fear? Do you want to keep living the way you've been living and getting the results that you've been getting? Because if you don't change you'll just keep getting the same stuff. So if you're comfortable with that, keep doing what you're doing, you know? And so it's kind of like just getting that. Uh, and that's why, you know, I say sometimes we need to kick up our own ass to be like, come on, like you're wasting so much freaking time, which you can't buy at the grocery store. You know, if you waste the next six months, you can't go back and go, yeah, we'll, we'll just go to aisle seven and get another six months out. You can't. Right. It's gone. You know, so I think it's just putting the emphasis on if I don't change or if I don't try to, you know, beat this inner voice that a lot of the times isn't your voice, you know, it's it's probably from real negative experiences that you've had in the past or maybe you've watched too much crap on TV. Maybe you've watched too much news. That's one thing that I came up and came, became very aware of at the beginning of my journey was, and that's why I'm so relentless in terms of TV and I don't like to watch the TV. I, I'm happy to watch movies every now and then, but um, the news is like darkness, yeah. you know, and if, you, if you're not aware of what they do on the media, um, then you you become what you consume. So once you pay attention to that, it's like, well, if you have the inner hero and the inner critic, you're in control of who you feed more. Mm. So if you feed your inner hero, then the inner hero is going to be louder than the inner critic that's always telling you that you're not good enough and you can't do this and you can't be better and you can't grow, right? So um, it's planting, having those seeds of possibility, right, and then watering them. You know, because eventually, once you've watered them enough, your harvest will be due, mm -hmm. and you'll and you'll be so proud and grateful that you had faith in yourself, that you took action, that you surrounded yourself with a different environment. And you know, in talking about environment again, love, love heals. Not only self love, but love in an environment in a and that's you know that's what I always talk about in terms of my own coaching and my own clients is all I provide 
one of the greatest things that, that we do is we support each other with love. You know, we love on each other. We pour into each other, you know, and that's the one thing that many of us as children didn't have. So if you didn't have that love and that support and that validation and that, and, and that you know, encouragement, well, guess what? You know, you're, you're going to be disconnected. You're not going to feel yourself, you know, so there's going to be all these different parts of you that are missing, you know, and that's why this is your job. You have to be your own rescue. You have to realize that no one's coming to save me. I have to save myself. You know, I have to reparent myself. It's time for you to figure out those parts of you that are missing that you didn't receive. And it's no one's fault. I'm not here to blame people. It's just for you to say, hey, I want to make the rest of my life the best of my life. And how am I going to do that? Invest in yourself, man. Like invest in your personal development. That's the best investment that you could ever make in your life, in yourself, to fix you so that you are whole. Not walking around like an empty shell, hurt and 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 traumatized. Um, and that's just how I lived for so many years. And that's the only reason why I'm as powerful as I am today was because I've lived in solitude and I said no to relationships. It's been four years since I've been in a relationship now because I was like, you know what? The universe is telling me something. With all these rejections, it's telling me, go and be with yourself. Have a relationship with yourself. The one person that you're missing in your whole life, you keep, you keep trying to think that if you find the right girl, then you're going to be happy. It's like, how can you be happy? How can she love you when you don't even love yourself? I'm like, if, if people are watching the video, I'm just nodding so much at like everything that you're saying, because it's just, it speaks to me so much and it's so true. And, and I think, yeah, I mean, we, we, we tend to put ourselves, or at least I say we, I relate to that. Like until I was serious about all the work I've done, I put like any self-investment on the back burner. And so I'd say, yeah, but that's kind of a luxury or I'll wait until this to spend the money or spend the time. And like, I'm so the opposite now. And more than anything, like having a baby and with another one on the way, like the best thing you can do for the people you love, like the very best thing you could ever do for the people you love is to love yourself because you can't pour into them well, it's this the same old saying, like you can't pour from an empty cup, but especially I feel it so much as a mother because there's so much pressure to just like lose yourself in it and pure sacrifice. And you know what? Like don't even get up and shower or eat properly or whatever, you know? And it's like, so the opposite of how I mother, I know I have to do certain things for myself so that I can be patient and kind and loving and do my best to make him feel whole and to make sure he loves himself and let you know, he doesn't have to feel how I felt and do, you know, and it's just so freaking important. Like for everyone, it's not selfish. It is the most selfless thing you could do for yourself and everyone around you and for the planet, for, for the healing of the planet, literally to love yourself so that you can help other people love themselves. And we can literally make this planet a better place, um, and help people find healing and hope and happiness and spread love and all that stuff. Cause I mean, you can't fake that energy. Like if you don't genuinely feel love and peace, like you can't fake that you can't spread that so that other people can access it. So if you want to help people be better. You genuinely have to live in this vibration. You genuinely have to exude love and kindness and peace and freedom and happiness. And you can't do that unless you love yourself and you've invested in yourself. So if you're not currently accessing that, you have to find a way to access that. Because unfortunately, these, these things we speak about, they're real. 
And, and unlike most of what we live in, you can't fake any of it. Um, and so the real work has to be done. But I agree with you as well, obviously, on everything you said, but I was nodding, laughing at the news thing and all of that, because it's one of the first things we talk about in my programs. Like, it's so surprising how many people are still like on Reddit and watching the news and doing all this stuff. And it's just like, I said this from the beginning of, of COVID actually was when I stopped because I was pregnant um, with my first pregnancy when COVID first happened. And I said, never again, ever again, will I watch the news. And I said, I promise you guys, whatever's going on in the world is still going to go on whether or not you're watching it. And that's the thing. Like, don't worry. If something really big happens, I'll let you know. <laughs> or someone will let you know. You know what I mean? Um, there, But one of the best things you can do, like if you're listening to this, like right now, like quick wins of what's been talked about, like remove all of that shit programming from your life. Like it's a black and white thing you can do, a quick win you know, look at your community. What are you surrounding yourself? What, like you said, what are you consuming? Like, what are you feeding more of? There are a lot of quick wins, um, to get that dopamine hit and the motivation going that you can check off as you start to do the journey. And so I say to my, my clients, like it is going to be a long journey. It's not a quick win as a whole. Um, but there are lots of little like checklists that you can do to get that initial dopamine hit as you're kind of like training yourself to get used to like what life is going to be like. And like, you can start with these things that you can check off right away to start kind of shifting, shifting the programming into the space that you want to be in. And that's elimination, eliminate, eliminate, um, boundaries, 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 incorporate, incorporate. And that's what you do, you know, with anything. I mean, if you have a chronic condition, like one of the big things people have to do is eliminate the toxins from their body and reincorporate, replete the nutrients and all of the good stuff from a physiological standpoint to physically heal. And you do that with the mind as well. And that's the most important part, um, in my opinion, but I just, this was all so inspiring. I was nodding my head the entire time. I'm actually going to the chiropractor now. So it's a good thing. Cause I've been like ferociously nodding up and down. <laughs> um, I'd love to just like hear, obviously I'm going to link this in the notes, but just like who you serve and where people can find you. Um, and then, like I said, I'll link your contact information and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So at the moment, I mean, my, all my clients um, are women. I have one male client actually, but um, and a lot of people are like, oh, why do you only serve women? But uh, um, just with, I guess, who I am and what I do, I mean, I do have a lot of experience because I lived with my sisters, three older sisters. Yeah. One of them went through a divorce um, and I basically lived with them for like 15 years of my life or 13 13 years. Um, so I, I basically watched them raise, you know, 10 of my nephews and or there's 10, 10 nephews and nieces. So I got to experience what it's like to see uh, what it's like to be a mum, a wife, uh, run a household, manage everything, go through anxiety. Um, you know, so there's, I guess that's definitely what has possibly helped me to get to where I'm at in terms of the women that I serve. But at the same time, um, if you're a male and you want to work with me, I'm not going to say no, of course. And, and it works for both. Um, but it's just, yeah, I mainly work with women. And uh, you can find me at just at, at Luke Mindpower on all social media platforms. Um, Instagram is probably the best platform to follow me on. My niche is, is really about obviously self-love and building superpowered confidence. Um, and the superpowered confidence comes from self-love because once you really start with yourself and learning to have this relationship with yourself, you start to do things that are uncomfortable because you, you know, you always come back to 
this one rule of, okay, if I loved myself enough, would I do this? Mm. And you always come back to having the right answer, which is the best because any time that you're faced with a decision of doing something that's right for you, you always ask yourself that question. You say, if I loved me enough, what would I do? And you'll always find the right answer. So, yeah, it's it's really that the self-love. But when you do start doing this self-love, it it activates your healing, basically. Yeah. Because you can't help it. You can't help it. You can't help but want to heal because you have this newfound relationship with yourself and you know that everything that you reveal, you heal. Mm, that's so beautiful. Mm. And it's so true. There are so many ways to get to healing. Like, I'm sure you get this too, but I get the question like, but what did you do? <laughs> it's like, and you know what? There's so there's infinite paths <laughs> um, and everyone yeah. looks different. Even if like, even within mm-hmm. the people I work with who do go through my programs, every path is completely different. Every person I interview on a podcast, I'm blown away by the, what they took in their experience and what they needed um, and what they're doing. and um, it's just fascinating to see how that evolves in every person that I help and every person that I talk to, like, but yeah, that, that's so beautiful. And that's, that's amazing. I, I would love to work with you. I'm going to add it to my, I'm sure you have this too. I have like a running list of like all the programs I'm doing and all the books I'm reading. And I'm like, I'm creating these programs before the baby comes. I'm finishing these certifications. I'm doing these things. And I'm, I'm always running through the list. I'm always doing, I say this to my clients. I'm always doing at least one program um, one like self-investment, one type of educational program, whether it's a coach, I usually have a coach alongside some sort of like right now I'm learning hypnosis and it's almost kind of random at this point, but I just felt called to it. I was like, I go through hypnosis when I go into childbirth. Um, and I find it really interesting. So I said, I want to get certified so that I can do hypnosis and then I will search what's my next certification. And you just, I'm almost like addicted to it because each time I up level, I'm able to serve more people, help more people. And it's just like, the most energizing thing I could possibly do. So I've got to add you to the list of <laughs> someone to work with um, pre or post baby. I'm not sure. It gets a, get a bit complicated when you start adding in small children, as I'm sure you know, but having seen 10 kids. Can I ask you, Faith, how much, how much more motivated are you or dedicated because you have a, a young family? So much more. It's like, my husband said, he's like, when you found out you were pregnant, it's like the whole thing up leveled to a new place I could never describe. Um, I just feel mm. like, I don't know. It's just, it's such a, I feel that my, my baby out of my body now, <laughs> Leo, um, he's such a gift. You know, I have, I have him. I'm like, wow, the universe just gave me this, like the most amazing thing, this, like this mm. love, like it's pure love. Mm. And it's just another way to feel and spread love. And of course, every parent feels this way. They're so pure. They're so perfect. And I'm just like, I, I'm desperate to pour into him and make him someone who's going to help raise the consciousness of the planet, but more so help him just be able to like lean into his passions at a younger age, like feel free to go for what he wants, feel accepted, feel loved mm-hmm. and spread that in a place where people aren't always doing that. Children, it's a hard place. It's hard to be accepted. There's a lot of bullying and everyone's finding themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Um, more than anything, like 
you just as a parent, there's no rule book and you feel that so much when they just give you your baby after you have it and you're like, oh God. Um, and it just made me, I don't know, it just made me want to like pour into myself more than I'd ever done before. And I'd done it a lot. I mean, I had healed by the time I got pregnant with Leo from all my chronic issues and done all this stuff and built these programs. And I just said like, there's so much more I need to do. There's so much more I need to do for him. Um, and my biggest thing always was, you know, like I wanted him to constantly feel this energy of peace in my home as my very like most important thing that we never exude any other energy. And even as we move through conflict, we have these like family rules. And I'm like, the only way that I can do this and keep this as a human is to do this internal work that I do every single morning and every single night, because I'm a human being, I'm losing sleep. I'm doing 500 jobs. And it's so fucking important to me because of the way that I was raised, um, that he can feel peace all through his life. Mm. And as mothers, it's hard. You see babies screaming and mom's breaking down because it's physiologically impossible to do that unless you do that that work that I'm talking about because we're only human and we can only do so much. And I think it's like that thing that motivates me every single day. Um, and now with another baby coming, it's like, it's just an opportunity, isn't it? To be able, it's a responsibility and an opportunity to raise something, someone in this world who can be like the next step on the evolutionary chain. And it's like so inspiring. It's also very hard. A lot of my friends are, you know, like waited to have kids. And sometimes you think "Hmm, it's interesting to decide to have kids while you're in the middle of such a big, like your business is booming and all these things going on. But, um, I don't know. It's weird. I think like so many people like align with parenting strategies and I haven't read any of those books. I, I don't, I don't actually think about the parenting strategies. I just think about this stuff because I think as long as everything is aligned in love and peace, I feel like it's going to be the right decision versus why we feed this utensil or why we parent or discipline this way. I just think you can't go wrong in the energy of love. So if you can keep yourself there, you know, and aligned with the peace, um, hopefully that parenting strategy will just take us through (laughs) where we need to go. So we'll see. Makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Don't overthink it, man. Just, just stay in your flow and, and, and everything will, will, will work in your favor. I believe that. I believe that too. I think the universe is constantly conspiring and and the universe is is so fun because they're like, the universe knows the desires of your heart. And even with like me, you know, I really wanted a girl and I didn't say it, of course, like I told you that at the beginning of the podcast, but just yesterday, like it has been grim in the UK. The weather is gray and rainy and cold. And every day since I've moved here, it's been seven months has been grim. Yesterday, no, Saturday was my gender reveal. It was sunny and hot. Like you wouldn't believe it. It was the most beautiful day. It was warm like Texas. Um, So we were able to be outside. And I just thought this alone is the biggest gift because statistically, this is so unlikely. And then I pop it and it's pink. And there's so many like wonderful, gentle reminders, like the universe. And I I think this every day, like I wake up and I'm like, universe, like, you know, like you are just like, you know how to like spark joy and like all these little things. Like it's just blessing after blessing after blessing. So. I agree with you. It's, it's, yeah, it's been great since doing all this work. And I hope anyone listening, you know, gets in contact and, um, it really is truly a beautiful life. Um, if only you can kind of open your eyes to see it. So it's been such, such a pleasure, um, learning from you and speaking to you and just like having you here. I can't wait to produce this. Um, so thank you so much for your time. 
Faith, it's been a blessing. Honestly, it's amazing to to just connect um, and learn from each other um, and continue this journey of you know growth and more self awareness. And I think that this is the beautiful part of this experience of of evolution and you know call it awakening or whatever you want to call it um, is that you connect with with people who also want to see you win and. Um, and I think that's probably one of the best parts about it because there's a lot of darkness out there and yeah. um, and and we're only here to lift each other up, you know. So thanks so much for your time. I, I look forward to, you know, hopefully in 12 months' time we do another podcast. So obviously I'd love to have you on my podcast and we'll work on that. Absolutely. So thanks so much. Yeah.